0: What's up Guys, welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with Coaches Skip Hill and Andrew Barry. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by TrueNutrition.com. You can use our code ThINK for additional savings, plus, that supports our programming. Check them out. Let me know if you have any questions about their stuff. Supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. Great deals that change week to week. And thank you to everybody from Patreon. We appreciate having you here. Thank you for all your support for real. It's, it's in part you guys that are helping us to make this show happen. Um, I got to let you know that I'm working with a client right now who's going to be getting on stage in moments I may have to text during the show. So, excuse me. I, I apologize ahead of time. And, um, Skip, you've got a topic for us. Basically, I do. It's, it's come out of you um, getting injured, right? And now you're thinking about uh, training? Everything comes out
1: of me getting injured. You're yeah, thinking about training gonna, actually,
0: like one week on, one week off? What's going on? <laughs> well,
1: and I have laughed about this and joked about this on and off for years. To be honest with you, this one didn't come from an injury. Well, oh. I guess indirectly it did. I tweaked my QL and I had to take three or four days off last week. But point is, is this has been an ongoing thing in my head that keeps – popping up over the years. And it's really this simple. Anytime I take a week off, and I think people listening can relate to this, I think you guys probably can too. Anytime I take a week off, and I'm talking about a week, I don't know how you guys do it, I'm all or none. My my foot has the pedal to the floor, or I'm just chilling. It, it's 100% or nothing. So when I'm not training, I'm not dieting. I just don't. I don't know if we can get into the psychological aspects of it and everything else. But I end up, when I'm not training, eating what I want once or twice a day. I don't just you know, become a glutton, but I don't care what I eat. I will go the whole day, do my work, and I'm like, ah, okay, I'm pretty hungry. Then I'll eat something and then watch TV, do my work, get ready to go to bed. If I'm still a little hungry, I'll have a little bit more food and go to bed. I always come back that next week so much stronger than – I was the week before, obviously, or before I took the week off. And it happens so frequently, and the muscular contractions are so much better, the pumps and everything, which, you know, it seems like a no-brainer because it kind of is. You have, you know, excess calories. I'm not on my diet when I'm off, um, combined with the added recovery and all that sort of stuff. But it's happened so much, and my joints feel so good when I come back that I always have thought to myself that first week, if I could just get all my workouts to be like this, because what happens is into that second week, I'm into the second week now as an example, the workouts are still good, but I'm arguably not really any stronger than I was last week. I'm training harder, filling out a little bit more, that sort of thing, but the pumps aren't the same, the contractions aren't the same, the strength isn't as good, um, or at least the progression, we'll call it, I'll focus on that more. It's not like, oh, I came back the first week and now the second week, yeah, I pick up another three or four reps, you know, on, on these same movements with these same weights coming into the second week. So it's been something that I have laughed about and joked about for a while. And I thought, gosh, you know, I'm a, I'm someone who likes to try stuff. I'm a I, that's basically how I became known in the industry was I would just take these things that were given as fact and as kind of rules in the industry, and I would isolate them, single that that method out, whatever it was, nutrition or training or whatever. And I would just beat it down. And I would either come away from it going, okay, it stands. It makes sense. It's logical. It's valid. Or I would kind of turn it upside down and be like, this doesn't make any sense. This needs to be thrown, you know, to the side. And I would talk to other people. I would talk about with, you know, people on intense muscle and message boards and stuff like that. You know, back when they had message boards because I've been around that long. but. It just recently made me come to the conclusion that I'm going to do one of two things, and I'm really – there's two variations of this. I'm either going to train my ass off like I normally do for a week, and then when I say cruise for a week, I'm talking about, like, really baby cruising, like getting a pump, training for an hour, and getting the hell out, and then come back to training. Basically, we'll train or blast every other week. But I'm really leaning towards going 100% with literally training every other week and not training every other week. The only difference would be is I have to stay on my diet because I am a fat kid. Everybody thinks I'm lean all the time. Everything else I'm not. You saw me at Swiss. That's what happens when I don't train. I am a fat kid that doesn't look like he's ever worked out. If I don't train for two or three months and eat like a normal person, no one is thinking that guy works out and he's a bodybuilder.
0: I would love to see what Skip's picture of himself is when he stops I'm sure training. sure it's not fat at all. I'm no, sure no, no, all. no, like his mental picture of like when he stops yeah. training, like what he thinks he looks like versus like, what he yeah. actually looks like. But I have because- the
1: pictures to prove it. I have the pictures. <laughs> I've posted them before. I just never post them until I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, back into shape again so that I can... Compare them at the same time because I'm not that person going to go. Oh, here are my before pictures and let everybody sit on those for eight, ten. 12. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So, I, I mean, you know, i still, it, I still have that that call it an insecurity, I guess. But that's just something that is. I'm, I've never been comfortable with that. So I can we, show you the pictures.
0: We ended up with Andrew in the middle. That was my bad. we all the technical stuff's all screwy today. Usually we like skip in the middle and Andrew and I flanking him. <laughs> Things will not be that way today, apparently, guys. Andrew, what do you Inside. think of the situation? What do you what do you take on this?
2: Well, so what I'm hearing first is that Skip's gonna experiment with much, much, much shorter mesocycles of training and That's interject. We can still um, fix this, know, by the way. Yes. Yeah, There inter- we, there we yeah, go. Interject now you're. Uh, now I lost my train of thought. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, yeah, I put me back in the middle. <laughs> no, anyway, no. What I'm, what I'm hearing is, is, is you know, because we all know that you can only train in, in like a mesocycle for so long, progressively, before your body starts to say, "Hey, you know, the joints are starting to hurt," or "Hey, you know, you're getting more fatigued," or um, "You're start, the muscles starting to look a little bit flat," right? Because if it were otherwise, we would just stay in contest prep year round for years on end and just keep getting better and better and better. And that just doesn't—that's just not the case. No one can do that. So I—I I don't know if I think that one week on, one week off is the way to go. I'm very keenly interested to see what happens for Skip. And it actually brings me back to because Skip was mentioning how he used to come up with these ideas to try to think outside the box. I think you also used to do case studies with. Um, you would, I think, on the forum, you would say, "Hey, I, I, ten people or twelve people or whatever, free coaching for X amount of weeks, but you have to do exactly what I say, following this principle, whatever the one thing is that you're really trying to test out." And I think that's how you would come to a lot of the conclusions for. And I think that would be an awesome thing to do if we could maybe get a group of people that would be interested in trying this out and come up with some kind of parameters, whether it's strength, body fat, um, you know performance you know maybe even HRV I think HRV would be a great uh, that'd be cool to include in us yeah to include in this study um, and then see what the results are you know even just take people's internal um, assessment of themselves of like okay I definitely think I grew during this eight to ten week period of time of training yeah. every other week or mentally I felt like a million bucks and maybe I didn't make I didn't ma- maybe I didn't make any less progress but I didn't make any more progress but my joints feel better I feel healthier and yada 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 So I think this would be a cool experiment, Uh, and then it lends me to think: what about maybe like a two weeks on, one week off? You know, like as bodybuilders, we always try to push. Okay, can we get away with a little bit more? Can I take a little bit more drugs? Can I train a little bit harder? Do a little more cardio? Whatever it might be, and so I'm start thinking: okay, maybe there's a formula in there somewhere of you know maybe it's not one week on, one week off. Maybe it's two on, one week off, or something to that nature. Um, because I do think you know a you're adrenal wise you're gonna be restoring yourself every single week with that deload you know right. um, so yeah it makes sense you're gonna be feeling fresh all the time but now yeah. especially for guys that are into progressive overload and that are into seeing those numbers go up very incrementally is training every other week is it almost like you're so fresh that not that you're losing strength but you're losing, the uh, proprioception and um, uh, comfortability with certain exercises to continue to progress as fast. If you get what I'm saying. Well,
1: and you, this is why but, I wanted to use this as a topic because I did want to get you guys' opinion on it because I am trying to find negatives, and it's difficult to do outside of the psychological component. Training other, I mean, training every other week would suck. Yeah. You know, I'm an old head. I want to. I want to be in the gym, but to see the progress. So then it, it comes down to this, because it, obviously there's a lot of variables here. So then the question becomes this, and I've asked myself this: Am I am I training too much and borderline overtraining to where taking that week off is essentially that deload or that cruise that allows me to catch up, get ahead, and then when I come back, then I'm obviously that much stronger and then of course it plateaus from there but the reason that I want to do this is because it's come up so frequently that I just think there's so many pros from the joints I mean, obviously I've trained for years so you know those aches and pains come back pretty quickly even the fatigue at the end of the workouts I find myself you know a little bit weaker at the end of the workouts that sort of thing. Obviously, the soreness is more pronounced when you take a week off and you come back. But soreness isn't directly related to, you know, hypertrophy uh, and growth either. So and I understand that. But I wanted to make that point because I think a lot more people put those two things together that they shouldn't directly put those two things together. So for the record, it's not just, I'm not, it. the soreness does has very little, if anything, to do with my the way that I'm processing this, it. it's the increase in the wep, weights and reps, and, and or increase in the weights and or reps. But it's also how those reps feel. Like coming in the second week, if I get the same amount of reps, or maybe even one more, the weight still feels heavier. It didn't. It doesn't feel heavy that first week. The muscles are contracting so much harder. So then, like I said, it begs the question of: Could I just then continue? to train as I'm training four, five, six five, six weeks before I take a deload and just cut my volume back or, you know, I can't really mm-hmm. cut frequency because I train everything once a week. But, and, and there's obviously those things in there that I could do. The thing is, is it's such a, an obvious thing in front of me that has come up so many times that I am to the point now where I can't not do it. I have to try to do it to see. And you make a good point with the two the two weeks on, you know, one week off or it's three weeks on, one week off. That's that's very true. There will be there may be a better balance in there. But I'm usually of the mentality that I'm going to start with the most dramatic um change first based on what I've seen in the past and then adjust it from there. And the only thing I would correct you on just just for fairness of anybody who's listening that may have remembered they were called econ plans i think where i still would charge people but it was minimal it was like 200 bucks or something like they had to okay. have some skin in the game but what i would also do and this is important too is i wouldn't do the experiment just yet i don't think with more people because i always did it on myself first hmm. to see how it would play out and then if i saw okay this can this be replicated with other people or is it just a me thing that's when I would bring in the other people to see if it could be replicated now I wouldn't turn down somebody who wanted to you know kinda ride the train with me at the same time but I would be I'm more inclined to do it myself first to see if the response is what I think it really could be I don't see any negatives here we all know we're not losing muscle In a week. Now, I'll tell you this, by the time the weekend comes around after that week off, there is that feeling of I'm clearly flat and I'm not, you know, I I don't feel that that swollen swollenness that we all want to feel when we're training. But it comes back the second I start moving weights and there's blood in there. Let me ask you something. It's just something that I finally said. I I, I think I'm going to give this a run.
0: Why does it have to be one week on, one week off? Why can't Only you because a, that's
1: what I had seen before. That was okay. the most extreme. What, but, it, but
0: what about like yeah. three days on, three days off? I'm And I'm just trying to come up. I'm looking at, so because I'm stuck on the psychological thing. I'm trying to ask mm-hmm. myself, so let's say you did this yourself and then you're like, okay, I'm going to try it with other people. Number 1 getting through it yourself we we are we're people of habit you know bodybuilders we want that habit and part of part of what works for us I think is getting into our grooves and then to like th- completely throw off that groove would would be real difficult I imagine it would be difficult for you to do being just knowing you uh and so consider you can consider that a personal challenge if you like I'd love for you to prove me sure. wrong um and and but I would I would if you get past the stage of doing it yourself I would think it was hard. It would be hard to find a lot of people that would want to train for a week and not train for a week. What would be their reasonings for wanting to take a week off when in reality, like so many people who watch the shows, especially the guys that are newer, they're, we're, we're telling them not to train seven days because they love the gym so much. They just mm-hmm. want to be in there. And obviously, you know, that's not a great idea either. Um, what about like, w- I wonder what about your training? Because here's what I found, Skip. Like in my training, when I was going progressive overload, I could only do so much so often. And I started out training five, six days a week, and that quickly got curtailed back to five, four days a week, and eventually to three days a week. And that worked good for me, but then I recognized there's there's been a lack, there's, there, there's, there's something missing there. And then I was able to kind of bring it back up with a little bit more volume, not as much intensity, basically not going to hard failure for for a couple of workouts more like more like a progressive workout like three progressive workouts coupled with two we'll call them like volume workouts where you're more or less like tethered by by the pace of the workout like taking shorter rest periods you're not going to be able to like go into that really hard failure set after set after set as you're only taking you know 1 minute between sets um what about something like that and i guess what i'm looking for is what's is is there a middle ground that you could find that would make it more doable or does it for you have to be one week on, one week off?
1: Well, it doesn't have to be. But like I said, the, the answer to your question as to why, why I would do it or anybody else would do it is simple. It's just that the progress is, from what I've seen is more pronounced. So here's an example. If someone is out there and, and you have to be careful with the people who would do it. Yes. Be, be, you know what I mean? because if they're recovering just fine and they're not look I'm not the hardest training guy in the gym but I'm training my ass off so instead of pulling back if there are other people who are in there and they're training their ass off and they're seeing only slight increases of a rep here and there over you know 2 or 3 weeks or something to that effect and they have the opportunity to take a week off say with this one week on week one week off and come back and add three or four reps on an exercise or with a weight that they were doing a week prior, then that would be the motivation to do that. Psychologically, it would be difficult, but, but I would answer with this, yes, it would be difficult psychologically, until I saw that I was right, or if I was right, then it would be pretty easy to do, because I'd be like, in the end, all, I'm training less and I'm progressing more. So, mm-hmm. do I know that will happen? I don't know that will happen, but I'm coming at this based on what I've seen for so long, that every time I do this, it works out so well. The other part is, yes, I could could pull back, but the psychological component of not training the way that I want to train and having to pull back is arguably the same as taking every other week off. It's almost like I'd rather take every other week off and train my ass off in there for that week and not have to pull back. So there's psychological components on both sides, but I would say that they would have to have those same type of, even older, the older demographic as well, because there's a joint component to it too. The aches and pains, it's it's the joints feel, my joints feel like a million bucks after I'm off for a week. And then within two weeks, they're starting to ache again. Yeah. So if someone would have some of those variables, or are dealing with some of those variables like I am, based on you know what we've discussed so far, they may want to think, oh man, I might want to pay attention to what happens here. Maybe they don't want to do it. That's why I'm not, I'm not bringing up the topic to talk people into doing it. What I'm saying is, yeah. I'm kind of putting it out there that this is, I've come to wanting to do this, to try it, so that I can get it out of my head and go, okay, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> or, okay, it works. Maybe it could work better than after, say, I do this for six, eight. I, I don't think it would take a long time. If I could see, Progress over six to eight weeks of training three or four of those six to eight weeks, that would give me a pretty good idea of whether it was going to work or not. Or by the second week that I come back, or the third week that I'm training, I go, okay, it's it's not working as well as I thought. It's the random week off that I take that allows my body to catch up.
0: I wonder but what Scott I've would been, have to say on this. I, wonder, I know I'd be right? curious. Scott would have some good mm-hmm. stuff because I wonder about like. The, the anabolic effect of training, you know, how long does that last versus the recovery? So, you know, if you and, and the way I, I've heard him talk about it is that so if we train a muscle, that muscle is going to the protein synthesis is going to be more upregulated for. A period of time and and that kind of comes in where like higher frequency might be beneficial you know get the trigger more often but reduce the and my thought would be like reduce the volume then so that you can then get the trigger again that maybe for a guy that has average or poor genetics he needs that trigger only lasts you know that that the trigger the effect the cascade only lasts for a couple days but maybe for a good pro he could train once a week And it lasts that whole week, you know, he trains back and by, you know, Monday and by Friday, he's still like, he's still growing from that workout. You know, what's the window going to be where you stop progressing muscle wise, you know, where where you could have trained again to trigger more growth? Of course, your choice would have to be. Your joints would have to be recovered too. You see where I'm going but with this. But that's why I want right? to try it to
1: see yeah. because all these – I can't answer those questions because I don't know yet. Well, but what were you going to yeah. say,
2: Andrew? Let me interject, though, that the you know he's providing the training stimulus one week and just not providing it the next week. But does the third week when he goes back to it, does it allow him to tap into such a good workout or series of workouts that it accelerates and accentuates the product – the progress – that he makes, exactly. despite losing the stimulus of the previous week, because yeah. I get where you're coming from, Scott. And then yeah. I'm thinking, like, okay, if you're an average person in your eight weeks into your training cycle or whatever you want to call it, yeah, the workouts probably aren't as good as week one or two, right? And sure. And the sti- then thus the stimulus isn't as good. So he's saying. I'm going to give the stimulus every other week and give it 100% versus maybe right. a declining 100, 90, 80, 70, 60, 65. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, do, I, I get that point there. I got like eight things written down because this is actually really stimulating the <laughs> brain right now. Yeah. If I can go um, first, just
0: a little further on that though. Oh, sorry. I, go, I, I, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Because well, just the thought though, what if what if for for Skip or as, as Scott Stevenson would say, what if for Ken... <laughs> that yeah. you, you, get, <laughs> no, you, yeah. you get the trigger for growth, and it lasts two days, and now you're not going to train again. You know what I mean? Like the the muscle anabolism that you beneficial effects, and all the bathing of MGF around the muscle and all that stuff. What if that lasts two days, but now you're not going to train that muscle again for fourteen days? You just not. Well, it has to
1: last longer than two days because if I can take a week off and come back and be stronger, that right there signals something. Is it, it comes back to this, too, as an example. The other study, you guys know this, but the listeners may not. There are studies that show that people who use anabolic steroids and do not do any weight training at all gain muscle tissue.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: you, I'm, I, the reason I bring that up is because even if I was not training enough, I could arguably still be growing during that time. Even if I didn't need that entire mm. off week for, recovery. I think there's I, some I agree limitations
0: that. to that though, because you can't just take steroids and not train and turn into Nick Walker. You may be no, you can't a couch potato. But, that yeah, but has you going take a boltload of steroids
2: and still not look like Nick Walker, though. You're, <laughs> yeah, gonna get say, yeah. you're never going to look yeah. like None you're never
0: going to look like an amateur bodybuilder by taking steroids and not training. I mean, <sighs> the average guy. i, I I'm know not. a few I know a few guys. Okay, well, you might know a few, but me, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. If I, I don't exercise and I take steroids, I agree with you. it's just not going to happen. I think the thing
2: is, but the thing is, I think, Scott, is what he's saying is that he, you're not losing muscle in that one week of not training. You're just sure, not providing right. the stimulus necessarily for new muscle growth in the pathways that we're talking about, from the stimulation of contractions leading to mTOR, leading to muscle accumulation. So, But he's also saying that just the anabolic effects from steroids in that week off would carry over, would, 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 would hold him until the next training stimulus. He's not going to shrink. Boost. He's no, absolutely he's not, not going to shrink You're not going yeah, to shrink. I, I wouldn't yeah, think so. Shrink.
0: I'm just wondering about like optimal growth 14 sure. days. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to tease this out a little bit more here and, and sure. challenge you yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean?
1: I, and and Andrew I, makes I, a good point too because what I'm thinking is this, if those you know, I'm putting an arbitrary number on it just to just to try to make sense of it, but if after being off for a week, the first week of workouts is at 100%, like you were saying, Andrew, I'm kind of eliminating the 70% and trying to stay with every week that I'm training, even though it's every other week, is at 100%. And I'm questioning if keeping those off weeks, every or those weeks, every other week, closer to 100% for growth potential is better than dealing with the 70, like you were saying, or even the 50 or the 40. Mm-hmm of the weeks that are consecutive after that. And that's what I can't get out of my brain. And that's exactly. So my brain processes it it, basically is, I'm getting rid of some of the training component that really isn't doing much. Arguably is tapping in to my recovery so much that it's taking away from the – I honestly think it's – I don't know that it'll happen, but this is why I'm looking at. I honestly think it's possible that at the very least, I'm no better off or no worse than I'm training half the time. Now, I don't know if I would like that, but I'm. it would make a hell of a point if you think about it. Even if I don't progress any more than I'm progressing right now by training six weeks, eight weeks at a time, five weeks at a time before taking a blast or taking a cruise – I would be doing half the amount of work and I would still be training the way I want to. Uh, and Scott, I don't want to forget this point. You said about the three days on, three days off, and everything else because yeah, of the yeah. The only reason I would go with the week on, week off is because I do have this very, I am highly structured in the sense that I will not or don't like to train on the weekends. Even through competing, through the 2000s and everything else, I rarely would train on the weekends unless it was very close to a show and I missed or I miss a day during the week. I want the Monday through Friday, business, um, get shit done, train, cardio, and I don't want to push that into the weekend because admittedly, that's my family time, my downtime, and it's my my, my mental time to be able to refocus and have that away time to get back to it and do it, 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 honestly, for as many years as I have because I think it would eat me up if I did that seven days a week or at least on a rotation that was through the weekend and that sort of thing. Okay. But it could be done. I mean, it doesn't have to be a week at a time. I just looked at it that way, basically, because that's how it presented itself, because I've always trained that way. So when I take a week off, that's how it's presented to me. Like, holy shit, I took this week off. And every time I take a week off, I come back and I am obviously stronger and just everything feels so much different. Everything is fluid. Everything is
0: okay. I have one more. You know, I always laugh
1: and Say, okay, Mo- go ahead.
0: so and I know Andrew has a bunch of stuff. Are you going to do this? Is this, are oh, we just it. talking? You're doing it. No, no, no. I'm doing it. You're doing it. it. I'm doing okay. it. Okay. Well, good. Let's
1: put it this way. I'm doing it, but I was bringing it up to you guys because if there was something that you thought of that I didn't think of, even though I've been over this a million times in my head, then I would like sit back and go, okay, yeah, what about that? I didn't think about that. But that doesn't right, happen because I, you... I shoot things from 40 different angles. Go ahead, Andrew.
2: I got, well, I got like a bunch of stuff, but let's start off with one that maybe you haven't thought of. So your circadian rhythm. Because your body is used to you training at roughly the same time, five, four to five days a week. Um, Are you afraid that maybe your circadian rhythm might come off because, you know, yeah. Are you afraid that that might get disrupted in terms of like, okay, your body not being tired at the same time on that week off. You're not waking up at the same time on that week off. Your bowel movement habits, like all those other things that are because your workout is a very central part of your day where you're so sympathetically driven And you're 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 focusing all your energy on moving some weight. Is is pulling that out, that stimulus out for a full week, and then trying to turn it back on? Is it sending uh, confusing signals um, to your brain? I guess is what I'm thinking. I think that's a good point. I, I
1: off the top of my head, I'd answer it this way: I don't see the lack of training as messing with the circadian cycle or circadian rhythm. Because everything else from my meals, the time I get up, the time I go to bed and everything else, is so structured that I feel like that would impact and control the circadian rhythm more than the training. More but I would come back to this, and this is just the second part. If it were a circadian rhythm issue from not training, then I, I would argue that I wouldn't progress as much when I took a week off two weeks ago. Or mm-hmm. the 10 times or 20 times that I've done it in the past, and every single time I come back stronger with – far better muscular I mean, take the pump out of it take the yeah. take the how my joints feel out of it the muscular contractions are just so and everything is so fluid this is what i was gonna say and i can't do this i don't think because like, you can't see my hands but you know how like when you do dumbbell presses and it feels like and they're heavy and it feels like you're like eh, 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 even though they don't look like it they're like not perfect but then you have those days days where everything is just so fluid and everything is just so perfect. And and that's how it is the majority of time, but not always. And the more we fatigue and the more we step closer to that line of overtraining and really pushing our body, we kind of get to that point where it's not as – I don't know how to explain it. It's like a rhythm. It's like a—I no. I call it the green room. You guys have heard me refer to it before. When that set is perfect, everything is contracting perfectly left to right. You have total control, everything, and everything is just where it needs to be. That's how I feel every fucking week I come back. Every one of them, every set, every rep—it's crazy.
2: I know exactly what you're talking about with that er, 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 because uh, yeah, you know, after <laughs> five, four or five nights of sleeping zero to four hours while on our trip up to Vancouver and back, I tried to train yesterday and like I had one of those, I was doing shoulders and arms and it was one of those workouts where like everything felt heavy. I probably shouldn't have even trained. I should have taken an extra rest day. And on a shoulder press, it was like, uh, uh, it was not this smooth It's funny that you get that
1: reference though. It's a uh, 100% Yeah,
2: yeah, I do. But here's my questions. Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking back to back and like, 1997 or six or whatever when I, I remember reading bill phillips um not his body for life before he got all emo and, and when he was still a bodybuilder remember that those days when yeah. you know oh, yeah. steroids and, and and yeah so when he was an eas guy put it that way right yeah mm-hmm. um lamborghini and he, days. in his diet what's that uh i said lamborghini the, the muscle days. media yeah. Yeah. The muscle media 2000 days. Right. Yeah. And I remember reading about how he would structure his diet to be in a surplus one week and a deficit the next week and alternate back and forth. Hmm. Now the variable he didn't train, what change was training. He trained straight through. He was, he would just variable change his diet, um, surplus deficit back and forth. But now what are you going to do with skip loading? Are you going to skip load every week? Or are That's you a good question. To, are you going to do it every, you know, are you going to maybe plan it? Not to do it on the weeks you train off, but then do it. Make sure you do it on, say, the Saturday or Sunday before you start your training
1: week again. Hadn't gotten that far. That's a good question. Um, I the only thing from a diet standpoint that I said that I can't do is I can't take every other week and just eat like I normally do, where I just eat if I feel like eating, because I will get fat. There's no question. There's no no way around it. So I do have to keep up my diet. Whether I am in a surplus or I'm not, I, I would say this is off the top of my head. I don't think I necessarily, I'm pretty close to maintenance right now. I might be slight, slightly in a surplus, but I don't think I would increase it because I don't think I would need to with an entire week of recovery. I don't know that I would need a massive surplus. Um, it could be argued that the reason that I make the progress I do is because I'm in a surplus during that week off, and that helps to increase the recovery. But a full week, week of recovery, even at maintenance, you would think—I would think—that that would be enough that it would not impede re- recovery. I—I I wouldn't think. I mean, would you guys? You guys would no. agree with that, right?
2: I yeah. agree with you. So yeah. I think anything I in a curious. surplus, I
1: just don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just curious loading. if you're going to
2: try to structure the diet to fuel yourself in preparation for the week, I guess, of the training. Oh, I definitely,
1: week. yeah, I definitely would. Like, if I came into the, the end of that last week and I was just feeling like I, I either wasn't full or I didn't have enough food, I would damn sure make sure that I was coming into that next week of training or blast training to be ready to go because that would that would be like a big, oh, shit. I mean, I took the whole week to recover, and I, now I don't have enough fuel in me to start the week. <laughs> that's that's kind of... um you know that's putting yourself in a bad spot now where to skip load that's hard hard to tell because if it's every other week you know coming off of a week of blast training i would probably want to skip load there but if i had to choose between that weekend or the weekend going into back into the blast week i would wait and i would load that that next week on that because i load typically load on sundays and so then start after training on monday again.
0: oh so are you saying you would before. do it before okay cool yeah, yeah. That's, that's what i would think too yeah huh um, I, I just knowing you, I think that'll be the biggest. And you said that out the gate. I think that's going yeah, it to be the the biggest struggle would be to maintain the consistency in the the mental focus of mm-hmm. being a bodybuilder without without lifting. Well, Not I already when know the second
2: like, step. I was gonna say not when he's got a, when he's got an experiment that he's trying to do. I don't think oh. I don't think his discipline or any of right. that will wane. Yeah, I, and here was I was gonna say I think I think you should do it for a minimum of eight weeks, uh, two months, eight weeks to really get an idea of if this type of thing could work. Um, and I don't think your your interest or your your discipline will wane one bit in that sense yeah. because you got something exciting you're trying out. In you like know? a month that yeah. would only
0: be like two week two training weeks you know that's what i'm getting yeah yeah yeah. yeah,
2: exactly it's
1: not much yeah eight to ten weeks or even 12 weeks i agree with you and and that's likely the time frame i would look at my only point about or my only point earlier about being able to see the i think i would be able to have an idea like oh shit this is working as early as that fourth yeah or sixth week Mm -hmm. Because I think there would be some indication like, okay, maybe this isn't working that well, but I'm going to ride it out, and I'm going to see just to make sure. But I think I would have some indication by that third training week, third or fourth training week, which is, what, six to eight weeks. I think that would give me a pretty good – and then from there, it's just seeing how long it can continue, if it's going to get any better, if it's going to get any worse, or if it's just literally going to stay the same. I think that would Mm -hmm. be the – the hardest part. But again, if it comes back to progress and there is progress and I'm actually able to replicate it would be a fair trade because I'm not making that kind of progress after training as long as I have and not adding this big surplus of, you know, calories because I want to stay relatively lean. I don't need to be shredded all the time, but I do want to make sure that I'm progressing and if I can get more of those weeks, man, that would be some really good
2: shit. So, what are the parameters for um measuring the progress are we talking straight strength are we talking you know skin fold calipers pictures are you you know let's say diet stays relatively the same all the way through are we saying okay is there even a fat loss component to it from literally just giving your your adrenals the rest so that your body operates at 100 percent all the time
1: Yeah. I think the condition part would be easy because I do like to control my client's this too. I'm I'm OCD about variables. I don't like to change more than one or two things at a time because if you do and then you see that it works or it doesn't work, you don't know what those variables are directly that contributed to it. It worked, okay, yeah, but we want to know how or, or why. So I probably would stay, or at least this is where I sit right now, i probably stay or try to stay with the exact same diet. I wouldn't want to change it. And the reason that I would do, another reason I would do that is because it's working relatively well right now. So for me to keep that constant would give me a better idea as to whether it was any type of change with diet. Mm. I could just basically put the diet aside and go, it's not the diet. Yeah. It's the train. And the gear would stay the same with the timing of everything, too. It would be exactly the same. I wouldn't have compounds kicking in. I wouldn't have compounds coming out. It would be constant because I have been on what I've been on for the last three or four um, months. So there is one caveat, and that is I go to the UK and to France in three and a half weeks to do seminars. We're going to be there for a little over two weeks. I'm going to train while I'm there but i'm not i I don't like to go out of town and train hundred percent on equipment yeah. that I'm not familiar with in an environment where my sleep might be different, especially in a different country, and my meals are not going to be like they are going to be here. they'll still be very regimented. I'm probably going to have to wait till I come back, yeah. um, and I say probably to do this right and be able to assess and evaluate it correctly, I'm going to wait until I come back because then I'm wide open for the rest of the year
0: that's so, a huge thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, coming back to variables. So, um, but I'm excited about it because of that. that that's the, you know, that's the learning. I don't want to sound you know cheesy about it or anything. But the reality is, is these are the things that have always excited me from the start: the the trial in the air and doing things. Just to see, literally taking all the information in your head that can sometimes really screw up your perspective and, you know, oh, that's not going to work because of this or this. The, mm. I'm going to put it all to the side and just literally evaluate it based entirely on what happens with, it, with very few variables change. So the condition, I, mean, I, I to answer your question how I would gauge it, I would say number one would be the strength gain and I'll tell you why. And you guys tell me if you agree, but I've always said, and I always believe, and always will believe that if you are progressing within uh, progressing in strength within bodybuilding rep ranges, you have to be growing. The only way around that is if you were to arguably, and this could be debated forever, is if you were in powerlifting rep ranges and you were getting stronger, then you could Mm. arguably not have the hypertrophy or the growth that you would. But if you're progressing in bodybuilding rep range. Then you're you're progressing from a muscle tissue standpoint. Um, I would agree. I, you know, I could do a Dexa, I could do calipers and stuff, but I have a pretty good. I'm very realistic, uh, <laughs> Scott. <doesn't think> so. <laughs> but I'm, I think I'm very realistic as far as condition goes, and, and <laughs> evaluating my condition based on um, you know my pictures and based on I'm I'm arguably hard on myself.
0: Andrew, when we were at but Swiss, even, I'm going to tell you there is no not a single moment that people would have been like, "Damn, that guy is a coach." Yeah,
1: yeah that guy's fat.
0: Nobody would have does ever. Does that guy seen. even lift weights? Yeah, yeah, I yeah exactly.
2: I, I know. Just okay, know. but okay, <laughs> but relative
1: to how I always like like how you would see me, you yeah. have to admit I did not look like you were in clothes though. Like. But
0: you were in clothes; you're covered up. So Bro, you, I was you, in you clothes
1: on the on the Dave Tate podcast, and everybody I just looked and was mortified. Did you have just, two sweatshirts you on? See it? Yeah, I, mean, I should have. hide my titties. <laughs> my lactating titties. No, but for, it, you could see it in my neck and in my face and in my hands. And it just, it's just horrible. And you know what it is? It's not even about being in shape. It's that it makes me look so much old. I look old anyway. I'm 53. I don't claim to look like I'm fucking 40 or anything else. But I look so much older when I am a fat not tanned I just it's it's this thing I have it it's to me it's just gross it's and hairy because I haven't shaved and ugh, <laughs> that type of shit I don't I'll stop there but I don't I didn't look like I normally look people wouldn't necessarily recognize like, I had clients who would come into Titan at that time and they didn't know that it was me and I know they knew it wasn't me yeah I wasn't sure if that was you and I'm like uh inside I'm just like, oh my god that's that hurts but it is what it is well th- then it means
2: that. that when you're on you're on and and you're very recognizable for a look that you bring so i would look at it both ways yeah
1: it, but it's not much consolation to my ego <laughs> during those times we all I go take through it, it yeah i take a hit yeah exactly exactly and, and we yeah. all know what it what it feels like but um yeah i i do i'm like i said i'm excited about it i wish i didn't have to wait but i am very excited about the you know, the seminars and anything else. I don't want to go off on that tangent, but I do want to mention the information. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. uh, Well, okay. Um, August, um, well, I'm going to do two seminars in the UK, one in London and one about two, two and a half hours outside of London. And we leave on August 11th. All the information is on my Instagram and Facebook page and stuff. And I'm going to continue to post it, you know, routinely so that everybody has the information. But, It'll be about four hours a piece. The first two hours will be uh, talking, and if you think that that could be boring, I will go out of my way to be entertaining, and I would almost promise that it wouldn't be boring. Um, but then the last two hours, I am going to get into some training. It we're doing the seminars in gyms specifically for that reason. I want to get into the tweaks and the um, subtleties of things that i think that people can do better with exercises and, and stuff like that in the gym and we're going to spend a good amount of time on that as well plus obviously an extensive q a and in the uk we can talk about gear the other two are in france i cannot talk about gear there um even after the or after the not podcast but the seminar so the other this, two are in the south of france and perpignan and we're timing we it which to, is um, kind of cool we're
2: you just got to come up with a cheat sheet. You give out to people like when you say creatine, you mean trend. When you yeah. say you know, glutamine, you <laughs> yeah. mean testosterone. Just give them the yeah, cheat yeah. sheet ahead of time and, 50 and make sure creatine you the every down. other day. A yeah. secret yeah. decoder
1: ring. Yeah, we'll hand out secret yeah. decoder rings. Have a cipher ready
2: for everybody. <laughs>
0: Super compensation compound. Is that what? Uh, exactly. That,
1: oh yeah. Yeah. Was, was that your term? Super compensation. Uh, SCGA or SCGS. Super compensating growth. I can't remember it now. Super,
2: yeah.
1: It was my acronym for my my um, for insulin. Yeah, my acronym for super compensating growth. What the hell is it?
0: Super I don't remember. compensating growth. You haven't ah, had to write it in a anyway. while. What, we're, we're, what yeah, cities while. though? What cities are these? Because you mentioned the UK. Uh, and you mentioned London
1: France. and yep. the other one I want to say is Kent, but I have to check it. I don't have it in front of me, but it's a couple hours outside of London, so okay um uh, one of my clients gyms Nikki uh war machines is her gym there it's one of those old school hardcore i'm looking forward not only to training there i'm looking forward to hanging out with Nikki. she was here not too long ago um in the states uh staying with us and it's going to be good to see her again she'll be in prep and then we go to the south of france in perpignan and um that i have that information as well again on my instagram and on my facebook and then we go to barcelona we fly out of barcelona so we're combining this trip that just happens to be too coincidentally our 30th wedding anniversary so uh, my wife is going to go with me we're going to spend three days in paris between um between the london or the uk seminars in the south of france and then we'll leave out of barcelona we'll spend a couple days in barcelona as well um For debauchery or whatever goes on there, I don't really know, but uh, we're both excited. Do you you have a backup in case you guys aren't still together by then? um... Uh, She does. I'm certain that she does. Those flights and those hotels are transferable. I'm yeah. sure, and not, they may not. They may not be in my name. I don't I'm just, know. I'm just busting on you. I'm just, yeah. on
2: you.
1: <laughs> just to make sure she does not want to miss out on this trip. That's for sure. Neither do I. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So, anybody who's over there in that area, um, you know, even if you you can come out and heckle me, uh, you could be the guy sitting in the front. There's one of these in every seminar who sits in the front row, has the um, legal pad. It has fourteen pages of questions to try to prove me wrong uh, because they heard Mm -hmm. something, you know, from Boston Lloyd or Victor Black or some other brilliant guy that counters. (laughs) You like that subtle jab? Counters the information that I'm giving, but uh, I haven't given a seminar in quite a while. But I gave uh, so many of them that I know how to approach it and I know how to set people up from the start so that they know that it's, you know, my opinions based on my experience, and I'm not there to argue.
0: Well, I know that we have a lot of people providing information. We've got a lot of people uh, that listen to the shows, especially in the UK. Um, I've talked to some people from France, but definitely UK is a really strong place. A lot of guys and, and ladies from London that, that train and listen. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, I feel like what we've seen is that the the, the new generation doesn't seem to do as much of the in-person seminar thing because you actually have to travel to get there and a lot of people are just doing the online thing and it is a completely different experience. So for anybody that has listened to the shows, this will be an opportunity to meet Skip, which this is the first time and you know hopefully not the last time you'll be going to England, but this yeah. is the first time literally that some people, you know, who've probably known you for years we'll have had a chance to meet you. So, you know, it'd be cool. Yeah. And plus you guys will be probably hanging out and talking afterwards, which that's, yeah, like, it's not so. just the yeah. seminar. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the whole experience. So yeah. I, it's, for it's me, cool. it'll a be a good opportunity. I
1: like that. I like that social uh, component. And I do like to meet, you know, people, whether they're clients that I've never <laughs> met face to face or people that listen or whatever. And it can be a lot of fun. I mean, if, if that wasn't important to me, I would just do the seminar. You know, I would take the seminars and, and put them online and use them. Down. And we are going to tape them. So if you can't be there, they will be available uh, a couple months afterwards, uh, likely on the Elite, Elite FTS uh, website. Uh, nice. but I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm assuming that that's the case because that's been the case in the past when I did seminars um, you know, a while ago as well. So really looking forward to it. So if you do get a chance, if you're listening, you get a chance to come out, do come out. I do think that my wife is a lot funnier and a lot cooler than I am. So even if you can't stand me, she's pretty cool to hang out with and talk to as well. So I think it'll be a good group of people. Uh, the people I'll be there with, Nikki, and the people that I'll be in the south of France in Perpignan with, great people too. So it'll be a lot of fun. That's
0: cool. And remind one more time, when are the dates?
1: The like- uh, it, it, Basically, I'm there from the 11th to the 29th. But the okay. dates, the specific dates, because there's four of them, uh, If I, I should have them in front of me, but I don't. That's all uh, right. The first one is that Sunday. So that's the, uh, what is it, the 13th, the 12th, the 13th. It's a weekend of the 12th or 13th. It's on that Sunday. Okay. Um, and I have it right here. So it is the 13th. That's the first one in London. And the one outside of London will be on the 15th. And then the weekend of the 26th are the other two in south of France. So, again, all that information with the times and the ticket QR codes are uh, in the post as well uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. So you can buy the tickets ahead of time so that we know you're there.
0: We don't really have any time for questions, unfortunately. Um, I have a bunch of them from uh, Patreon, so I'll be sure to tackle those myself um but we're we're out of time it's getting late and uh i have to go the wife will kill me if i stay on for she's actually recording a podcast right now too but i have to do some stuff before i can actually hang out i've got a couple check-ins left she's doing a podcast we have thankfully strong enough internet she's doing something with the poliquin group uh on their platform as we speak dual interneting, dual podcasting um but we'll come back. We'll get our, our listener questions out the next time around. And we should probably figure something out, Skip. Oh, man. We might even want to try to do something next week or something if you're going to be gone and I'm going to be gone. Because, you know, we're going to be gone for a while. Otherwise, it'd be like a month of no show or something like that. So, yeah. anyway.
1: I'll be there for the one. We would have one schedule I already checked um, if okay. we stay on the same schedule we're on now. Uh, I can do that though and I can make it happen from there if you guys want to stay in the same, same schedule. You guys have bent for me over this last month and I've appreciated that, uh, but I don't want to continue to do that and I don't like to miss the podcast if I don't have to.
0: Okay, well let's talk about it uh, after the show and um, yeah. everybody's happy to have you back. We had people that were like, man, Skip's been gone. You know, where's Skip at? Yeah, you a few Skip? people hit
1: me up. I appreciate that because I do miss it. I do miss being on uh, and it's just, you know, I'd rather be here shooting the shit and talking and you know, that
0: sort of thing. All right. Well, listen, guys, go to uh, bodyberry.com. If you want to reach out to Andrew for some coaching, you can go to teamskip.com to hit up Skip. And of course, uh, I'll give me the details, any links that you have for the seminar because I'll be sure to post that in the notes for the shows so anybody who wants to check it out can do that you can reach out to me McNallyDiets at gmail.com for coaching and of course True Nutrition our title sponsor they believed in us long before there was literally any other company that stepped up to help support what we're doing so thank you to True Nutrition use our code THINK to get some additional savings on high quality third party tested high quality supplements from Dante Trudell and his crew of course go over to um supplementsource.ca for our Canadian people. They really do have some awesome deals. Plus, they have ephedrine. You guys can get ephedrine in uh, mm-hmm. in Canada. We can't. So go out there and get that. Buy buy a bunch of it just because you can. And uh, thank you to everybody from Patreon. I'm Sorry we weren't able to get these questions, but we will get them next time. I promise. For another episode of Blood, Sweat & Gear with Skip Hill, Andrew Berry. I'm Scott McNally. Thank you guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks for watching to the end.